0: Welcome to the Going Rogue with Wes Whitlock podcast, dude. Uh, I'm ha- I'm stoked to have you here, dude. Thank you for coming, um, Shane's. He, we've been buds for a couple years. I met him through Tim, and uh, you know he's he's a local guy. He's into the same kind of stuff that we're into. So um, I'm I'm excited to have you, dude, and kind of talk about your background with your your music and the rodeo and kicking ass and, and g- g- gym and life in general man so uh thanks for coming out and uh, it's good to be here yeah man i'm stoked dude and uh yeah i know you trained already this morning so we'll talk about a little bit of that but so shane um man he's done a lot of cool stuff he's one of those guys that's he's one of those guys that does a lot of stuff man just like i kind of find that pattern in a lot of guys that i like to hang out with and uh kind of get inspired by um these guys of all work hard and they train hard and they live hard and, uh, and they, they, they do good things, man. So I I put you in that box, man. And and the type of guys you hang out with is just awesome. So,
1: well, thanks. But I, I mean, I can't take credit for that because if it was just me, I don't know if I would do it. I mean, that's why I I surround myself with people like, you know, you and Tim that kind of hold me accountable. And if I don't train, then, then, uh, they, I get called out on it. So I've, I've kind of set those barriers up because, uh, for years, I mean there was a, a time where man, I just sat on the couch and just drank beer, you know because uh I went through a bad depression,
0: but I remember the story you told me about the uh, how you love the wine bottle because you could just lay back in your bed and, and, <laughs> and not spill it, yeah and not spill it it. The, it's the
1: perfect drinking container, and uh it's funny uh one night we went out and i they poured wine in a glass, and my wife looked at me like, "Oh, look at you all fancy drinking out of a glass." <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's uh, it's um you know i I love that i love that what you're saying and and i find that true myself sometimes i i'll put myself in a in in a in a shadow put myself somewhere where i need to be around good dudes you know what i mean Mm because you only do so much on your own and um just like when you guys come out here the other was it last friday dude i did not want to i was no i'm i'm I don't want to train. Um, and then t- you guys called and Tim and said, all right, we're out here. I'm like, I got to go, man. So it, it does. It keeps you in check, keeps you uh, responsible and, and, and keeps you inspired to say, you know what? These guys are doing it. They're pushing. We'll go out there and do it Well, too. just so you know, I,
1: I, that's how I am every day. Yeah. I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to call and say, I can't make it. I don't, I feel horrible. And then I get up, I have a, I you know, I drink some coffee and I start feeling a little better. And then I go, I'm just going to just go and pick him up and then say, I'll watch you guys work out. And then eventually I'm just working out, but yeah. I yeah. have to like step it out. So every morning I, I wake up, I think I don't want to do this.
0: Well, I think that's what, I think a lot of guys will see folks like yourself or Tim or whoever and like, man, this guy, he's got something magical. He's out there every day just, but it's not easy for any of them. I don't care who you are. It's like, oh, you know, the dude's hurting, he's in pain, he's he's sore, whatever. But it's having that that uh, that mindset to to get, to oversee that and get past it and then take the steps necessary to to get out there and actually do what it, and then when you're done you're like dude I'm so glad I did that I know
1: every every t- every time I'm done with a workout whether it's you know training strength training or jujitsu I've never thought man I I shouldn't have come today it's always man I'm so glad I did
0: this. Exa- say that's that's and i sleep good yeah man. on those <laughs> nights it's and i think for guys like yourself for guys who are very active and and have have that inside of them um if you put that channel energy into good things or things mm-hmm. like that it's but if not you sometimes we channel that energy into other things and it's not always good like you said with drinking or whatever it may be um that's not a healthy um so it's cool to have that alternative to flip that switch and say you know i'm going to put I'm going to put all that that I have inside of me into doing some some stuff like, you know, training and jujitsu and, and shooting, um, flying around and and just learning how how to learn how to do that just, just to learn how to to get your license to fly like that's a big, it's a huge accomplishment you know.
1: Well, I mean, it's like uh, that's what I've learned. As long as you're learning something and your mind is working, you know, it's you're you're never gonna, you know, you're not gonna lose it. It's like today I've got my first. Uh, my first fixed wing training oh, at dear. two. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I started flying fixed wing years ago, like in the uh, l- early 90s. I didn't have my driver's license yet, so my mom was like freaking out. She was like, "You're not going to fly an airplane. You're you don't have your driver's license." You're driving. That's awesome. And uh, but on these longer trips, you know, helicopters are great, but you know when you can't fly one to Montana. So uh, today I'm starting my fixed wing.
0: Dude, congrats, man! That's badass. See, I'll, <laughs> always moving forward, always doing, you know. <clears throat> and that's and, and something else I wanted. Uh, what my podcast is about, and, and it's something that uh, that I like to, and I see the same patterns in a lot of these guys, the guys who who have kind of, in a way, gone their own route. You know, kind of gone rogue in their own sense of doing something that's not the um, cookie cutter way in life. Um, and I find that. Uh, transcends and, and, and relates to a lot of guys that I like to be around um, you and your life growing up you know did you did you already have that inside or you of all these things you wanted musician pilot fighter you know all the cool stuff that you do man and do it really well have you been like that always since you were a kid or was there a point in your life where you you wanted to channel that energy and do all those things that you thinking about or you just do them because you want to do them man early on i thought i was going to be a bull rider
1: i mean that's that's what my dad did that's what you know everybody i i knew did so um you know my earliest memories are just going from rodeo to rodeo because we owned the rodeo company and uh, it was like the circus we'd you know you'd be in st louis one week and then you'd be in you know who knows where the next week, it was Albuquerque, just like Albuquerque or or, yeah, it's like, yeah. and it was like, everybody would, all the trucks would load up with all the cattle, and wow. it'd be on to the next thing, and so, <laughs> it sounds like a ZZ Top uh, uh, movement, when they'd move their guys around, you know, with, yeah, it's so, it's, I mean, I I was always in a car, always in a van, just, like, since you were little, little. since little, yeah, and uh, living out of hotel rooms, yep. and out of a suitcase, and so that's what I always thought, that uh, I'd have been, Prepared for the music business because everybody's like, "Oh, you got to travel," and I was like, "Oh, that's all I did for my." Like, I'm used to this. I'm yeah. used to that, but uh, I'll tell you, that's uh, that's something that you can get bad at pretty quickly. Traveling is tough.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of folks don't realize that too. When you have traveled a lot, and when it's part of your lifestyle to have to travel, it's um, it's hard, dude. It's hard. Even you know, my, guy, my guys work for Travel Channel, so they know that these. It's hard, bro. It's not just. Even, oh, if this, right, even, even if you do it first go,
1: class, even if you go, yeah, it's, dude, it's that's still, not your bed.
0: Yeah, you get somewhere and you're, um, you're tired, and then, and then you got to get up and perform. Either, you know, in your sense as an entertainer, or in, you know, if if you if your operation are going somewhere, you got to be your tempo has to be upped because now you're going into an, an environment where you have to be on. You know, mm-hmm. so between all those things, um, it catches up to you quick. You know, so I, I see that even with musicians that I do know. You like you just see them on stage and performing like oh man how great you don't see all the work that it goes behind that dude getting there and the preparation and all, all the travel, um, you know. And, and I find that a lot with a lot of guys I talk to is they you don't see what's behind the scenes, like yeah, the people, hard stuff. They just see the cool stuff. People
1: would say it to me like you've got the coolest job. But you only have to work for an hour.
0: Not really. And bro. I'd say that
1: hour I'm on stage is the only time I'm not working. Right. Yeah. I mean that's the only time yeah. I'm having fun. And
0: the rest is
1: just—I
0: mean, it's—it awful. Yeah, it's—it's it's a lot of work, man. And I, especially, I can imagine the the rodeo life, dude. Like, the the movement, just the transportation, the logistics of getting those animals to to uh, to a show, and then setting it up, and all that's involved with that has got to be insane.
1: Well, not only that, because it's not—it's not always the same cattle. Because if you just buck the same bulls and the same horses, they would. Uh, They would stop bucking so you have to keep rotating taking those back to the the ranch and picking up another group that hasn't done anything for you know weeks or months yeah so you're that's another added thing that
0: right (laughs) so uh, and getting to the but you've explained it to me before because i've heard different things on the the bucking and you know i've heard anywhere between uh they put a rubber bands around the balls of the bull to make them jump Uh, they put uh Freaking firecrackers yeah. under! I've heard all kinds of stuff. Like what? What? What's? Well, how does that work? So
1: rodeo cattle, I mean, uh, they're kind of bred to buck. They want to buck. Um, you know, it's like. Uh, but what the flank strap is is it's just it's a rope, and it's it's tied loosely around the flanks, and uh, it's usually made of like a cotton rope, and it, or uh, the horses have a. Um, it's like a nylon strap with. Um, uh, Kind of like a fleece so it's comfortable i mean it's it's just wrapped around their waist and the thing is it's like a horse if it a bucking horse will will jump but the the belt around its its flank makes them kick so they're bucking and they're trying to kick trying to kick it off so it's like it's it's more of an irritant like kind of like uh if you had uh your socks between your toes right you just want to fling it off off. but uh there is no pain involved Right. And See, so <laughs> everybody would go, oh, yeah, I would buck, too, if uh, I had something tied around my balls. And I'm right. like, there's nothing around, you yeah, know. And then as soon right. as they're done, if you, if you notice, like in, in bucking horses, they'll have a pickup man that rides along. They will disconnect it uh, while the rider is still on there. So now the horse starts to hop and stops kicking, and then it allows the, the rider to get off onto the pickup man. It makes it easier because they'll start to run instead of buck. Wow. But there's no pain involved.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting because that's what you, you – I hear it all the time. Even my daughter. My daughter rides horses, and you know, they love animals. Of course, mm-hmm. so we all love animals. and But she's like, I would never want to do that because of you know the, 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 what they do to get them to buck because it's hasn't been informed correctly. I think tell most you, people just don't know.
1: If I could be reincarnated, anything, a rodeo uh, <laughs> bull or a or, horse, good. they got it great. Yeah. I mean, so like if a horse bucks – and then they they go back out to the pasture for a few weeks to a month, and they then they get loaded up, taken to a rodeo, and then they ride for eight to twenty seconds, and then they're done.
0: Yep. so I can imagine as a horse with all the energy and power and stuff, like you said, they're kind of bred. They like to yeah, do that. Yeah, they like, like to do it. Yeah. You know, so, um, with that said, <clears throat> so you wrote you did rodeo. You you rode bulls and broncos and stuff like that.
1: I mean, I <clears throat> I rode stuff on the at the ranch, but um, when it came. When it came time, uh, there was a, a time when Dad saw the kind of the writing on the wall, and he wanted us to be in in other sports. Because he was he riding at that time. What your mom and yeah, Dad both? Yeah. Did rodeo? Yeah, ride. my mom uh, finished second in the world one year. She she missed the world by uh, like fifty bucks. Wow. And uh, and my dad in 1973 uh, won the world in bull riding. Oh damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the year I was born. And uh, yeah, so he was like, you know, he's. He's got the gold buckle. Yeah. But if you look through his broken bones list, it's like oh, evil Knievel.
0: I gotta imagine it's probably one of the harshest sports out there on your body. I mean, just what. Well, they have not the ride through. itself, because if you
1: if you ever watch a, a bull rider, they they're they're balanced. They're in the middle of the bull, and if a ride goes good, I mean, there's not a lot of jerking or anything. They're just kind of balanced in their... Up
0: over the bull. And they're probably moving with the animal.
1: And they're moving with the animal, yeah. Down. The only problem is, is that there's only one way to get off, and that's to get bucked off. Like, every ride, every once in a while you'll see a guy step off really cool, but most of the time they're, they make it to that eight seconds, and then they get slung on their head. Then... The bull comes after him, <laughs> runs a horn into him right. and hooks him up in the air.
0: So it's not so much the ride, it's it's getting off yes. is where the damage um, can I, occur. Or I had some guy, <clears throat>
1: I, I had a friend of mine, Tuff Hedeman, who uh, uh, was riding bodacious, and that bull would, would go straight up in the air, come down, and then bring his own head back up. And so as, as the rider would get jerked down over the front, and the bull's head would come and smash him, Right under the chin good Lord and it like just destroyed his face like I would it imagine broke every bone in his face if you and think
0: about the muscle and power just in their neck alone and then that thick skull hitting you in the chin yeah I mean uh, as a
1: kid I used to go set on them in the shoots I'd go sit on the backs and uh, man they
0: just they're just. Mag- I- they're magnificent if you look they're scary bro to look at and maybe growing up with them's different but I see one of them and I'm like that thing's scary bro yeah like, what are they 1800 pounds. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean 1800, 2000. And the thing is, when like growing up on a ranch, when you're throwing down calves to give shots and stuff, and they're only a couple hundred pounds, and it takes you, and you're you're getting dragged across the 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 ground, and you're just trying to throw them over, and you're thinking this thing is a little tiny one. Right. You know, that's Imagine when you start to realize. Fool how how much powerful the the big ones are
0: yeah no that's 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 freaking wild and i uh i've only met a couple guys that i know have, have done that kind of work and rodeo and stuff like that it's so it's it's interesting to hear um the truth behind it and how you know how the animals are treated and all that and um and the injuries that are involved and and that lifestyle that lifestyle is, it, is that lifestyle like a uh, you know like a Clint Black song or like a it used to. Br- where you know getting in my truck and driving to the next city and hitting it hard and then going to the next it, city. It is. It and is. And then you hope to get paid something if you win. Like oh, you that's only get paid goal. if you win. And if you don't win, you're.
1: You well, I mean, I mean, they play. I mean, they pay out certain. Like you can get fourth or fifth place and win some money, but you you have to pay entry fees, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are out there that. Pay the entry fee and and uh, really don't even make their money back, and then they yep. got to go to the next rodeo. It also depends on what what event is. So like if you're a uh, steer wrestler, you got to bring your horse and or a couple of horses and all your saddles and tack and all that stuff and pull over every few hundred miles to get your horse out. That's what my brother did. Wow. My brother was a world champion steer wrestler in 2002 huh. and. Uh, and he was, the, he, he was the one that went back to the rodeo. Like, my dad wanted us to play football and baseball. And, and uh, so in the mid-'80s, early-'80s, we sold the rodeo company. And it was so my dad, uh, he said so we could stay home and have, like, kind of a normal life. Yeah. Because so he'd done that his entire life. He'd done that his entire life, one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my great-grandfather... Um, he started these uh, Wild West shows back in the the 30s. Wow. So my grandfather had always and, and my grandfather was one of the first people that that took the the sport of rodeo and started really making it more of a of or like a entertainment, entertainment yeah. yeah.
0: And uh I've seen the like the uh historical pictures that you have at the steakhouse there. and they're just they're awesome, man. I've seen the old I think there's even some costumes in there from your mom or something up on the wall that she'd worn. Yeah, the,
1: uh, there was a movie that came out uh, back then called The Electric Horseman uh, with Robert Redford. And he had this suit that lit up, had lights and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. So my mom had that suit made. Shit, I want a suit like that, bro. But back then you had, to hi- you had to have these saddlebags with basically car batteries running the suit. It right. only lasted for like <laughs> 10 minutes. So you'd have uh, to ride out there real fast and... But, uh, so that had the lights in it? Yeah, that suit has lights all down the arms, down the Dude, legs. That's freaking badass. And then it went all up the uh, the flagpole for the the American flag.
0: Dude, that's that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. And then the my kids always get a kick out of the um the videos you have the the old footage and it might have been from your grandpa's days I guess of of the show with the uh, what is it the the monkeys on the um. Riding the little dogs, dog, yeah, the monkeys on the dogs yeah. dressed up like little cowboys, dude, Man, that's freaking awesome. That was now. one of my favorite acts when <laughs> I was a kid,
1: because those uh, those monkeys were like just holding on, and and they'd use yeah. those dogs to to pin those sheep, so
0: and awesome. it was uh, that's just
1: a great. I don't know if they I don't know if they allow that
0: anymore. Not, yeah, I doubt it nowadays. Probably for they're like, oh, it's,
1: uh, it's torturing the monkeys or right. something.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's 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 my my kids love, they love to go there. The, Two reasons they love the steakhouse, man, is the that and the menus that light up. <laughs> it's like genius, man. He opened it up it's like lights, dude. It's so Well, cool. that, that was that was
1: my dad's uh, my dad's invention because you know, as you get older, your your night vision kind of goes, and yep. he always got tired of going to the restaurants and open up the menu and getting out his phone, right? And then he's got his glasses and genius. he's looking. He was like, why don't you make where they light up
0: yeah no it's genius man and, and uh, not only that of course the food is freaking ridiculous dude but, Man, it's <laughs> that uh, lobster mac and cheese and the quail eggs and um, the steaks man it's uh, and then the view there is is beautiful man it's probably got to be one of the best in austin you know overlooks the lake the sun goes down i think it's better than oasis it's absolutely beautiful so Thanks. we always enjoy going there and then um yeah it's just so great and uh the steaks are always good too so um yeah i love that place so if you guys are ever in austin you have to check out the, the steiner steakhouse because it's dude it's good <laughs> it's it's awesome i appreciate the plug <laughs> we love it man i love it and uh and i was i was you or tim i was telling you right after you guys left i found a, a gift certificate in my car i was like oh those fuckers left and i hit you guys both up you're like no i'm like who would have who would have left that in there so nobody's owned up to it but whoever that was dude (laughs) right on um so dude so from rodeo growing up as a kid rodeo being on the ranch growing up in that that that's like truly america bro you know what i mean like growing up in, in the rodeos and around the cattle and and riding um and traveling around with with your animals and working and Mm -hmm. you know being in that whole environment has got to been as a kid it was probably awesome i mean you 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 were used to it because you grew up in it but it had to been so with that um and with that culture is an amazing music culture comes from that as well which you obviously got into and we'll talk a little bit about that what inspired you at what point did you say you know i wanted to, to get into music and be a musician was it something that you'd always wanted to do? Was it something you heard on the radio and said, you know what, man, I want to do that. Or just growing up in that culture around that great yeah. music.
1: I mean, my dad uh, also played, he, he, uh, he, uh, recorded a 45 back in the, wow. uh, like late six. Well, right after he won the world, like, so 73, 74.
0: When you get your dad on here, yeah. man, no, I'm telling you. Badass, you, dude. you gotta get dad on here sometime,
1: <laughs> but he, uh, he was a singer and, you know, every time there was a room party, he'd get his guitar out, and I'd just watch him play and go, man, I want to be able to do that. And uh, so, you know, af- after high school, I went out to our ranch in Bastrop. We have a cattle ranch out there, and and I'd get up, you know, before the sun came up, and, you know, you had to go feed, put all the feed in the feeders and then tag calves and all that stuff. And then at night, there was nothing to do, and I was living out in this little cabin by myself. So I bought these... uh like song books with like Alan Jackson, all of his songs, and yep. and uh, I just taught myself how to how to play them all. But uh,
0: what? How old were you at that age? Eighteen. So you, you, it's not like you 18, started 18. when you were eleven. You, this was kind of a little bit later on. Yeah,
1: later on. Um, I mean, I I would always sing to the like when the Dad would always play you know country. So yep. I'd always sing to the radio. And so uh, would you
0: say your dad probably was the influence and in, inspiration oh yeah. there to get that get that music vibe going? Yeah. Yeah. And uh and then self-taught from there pretty much.
1: Yeah. And then uh kind of where the the it really took hold was um I had learned this one song, and I I think it was uh This Woman and This Man, uh Clay Walker song. Yeah. I was a big yeah. Clay Walker fan. Yeah. And uh we had a, a cattle sale and Every cattle sale we had, a, a band would come and play. So my dad goes and tells the guy, hey, you know, my son learned this one song, and I got up there and I sang it. And, of course, it's all family and friends, so they all clap and act like it was the greatest thing ever. And uh, this band asked me, like, hey, uh, he called me a couple days later and said, hey, we're doing a a uh, wedding in Luchenbach. Would, would you come and sing that song? And I thought, oh, this is great.
0: Yeah. So, and uh, and Luke, Luke and Bach is Luke well. and Bach, like, yeah. Come on, dude.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, man, here it is. The, I'm this is about to take off. Uh, I went and bought one of those Garth Brooks head microphones. Oh, yeah. And, uh, got up there and, and, uh, had I walked out and he introduced me and I walked out. And as soon as I started to sing, it was all distorted because I hadn't set the, uh, the impedance or whatever on the mic. So it was all distorted <laughs> like I was. And then it swiveled down, and as I reached up to readjust it, my guitar unhooked, and the headstock just slammed on the ground. <laughs> and so then I reached down, and I pick it up, and, and uh, I'm playing, and then a string breaks. Oh, and, man. <laughs> and then, like, I'm I'm flustered, and so my voice is cracking. And at the end of the... I, I think everybody... I remember people just stopped dancing, and then looked to see, like, what was going on. And... I remember as the song was going on, I was just I just wanted it to be over, and afterwards I kind of just slinked off the stage, like I melted and just kind of <laughs> drifted into the back. And then I, I, I remember I put my hands. When well, you finished the song. I finished the song. Yeah. I mean, what what else was I gonna do?
0: Right, I don't know at that point just walk away. But <laughs>
1: I remember I like fully like started crying like this is this is awful, and uh, the the guy that was the band leader, his name was Bubba Cox. He comes and he sits down and he puts his arm around me and he goes, oh, brother, what I want you to do, uh, this next set, I want you to go back out, back out there and I want you to do that song again." And I looked at him and I was like, "Are you freaking nuts?" <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, listen, it's all—I mean, it's all uh, downhill from here. Yeah. What do you, whats going to happen? Is your voice going to crack? Is your, your, gonna, your guitar going to fall off? That's already all happened. Are you going to die? You know? <laughs> like literally everything that could happen to you that has already happened. So." Yeah. Uh, and so I went back out there and, and uh, got through it. And then I, I went around with that band and learned two or three songs. And then uh, after about six months, I was doing the,
0: the whole show. Dude, how cool is that though, to, to get to that point. And then sometimes that's what it takes is that one dude or one person mm-hmm. say, Hey man, go back out and do it again. You're like, Are you kidding me? And and then you do. You Cause know, I was thinking to
1: myself, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm never going to do this ever again. I don't know what I was thinking. And yeah, Bubba was the the guy who, who had been doing it for years and said, "Hey, listen."
0: He'd probably seen it before too. He's like, "You're not the only one that something's, you know, you're a bad start, whatever." And you know? I'll tell and you,
1: listen, uh, I don't care how like you can go and sing to a karaoke machine, you can learn to play and do all the stuff, but as soon as you get in front of people, dude, I can't even imagine. It's <laughs> it's different, and so that's what it is, it, and it's it can only be done through. Like, experience like, and, and doing over and over and over again until you're just like, okay,
0: I haven't saw, I heard it was, I think it was Eminem, same similar thing. His first big performance, whatever he has, his stuff was falling down and you know, all these horrible things were happening to him on this first show. So I, you know, I think it happens probably to a lot of, a lot of guys, but it's, I could, I'd be terrified, dude. There's no way <laughs> I'd be terrified. I, when I have friends like you and Dom and some other guys play, I'm like, dude, that is so freaking cool that they can just get up there and do that. Like, and you're good now, dude, uh, I saw you at Steiner, um a few months ago, um, you played a song for your parents too, which was awesome. And you, dude, you're good, man. You're, well, I'm not. You, I just do it for you fun. never talk, I I'm like, dude, you're freaking <laughs> good, bro. I, in, and you were playing with what uh, was it, Womack or Drew Womack? Yeah. Drew Womack. Yeah, man. And so playing- Drew another
1: guy. Um, you know, for like the last, you know, about five or six years ago, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do this anymore, and uh, I wasn't having any fun. And then Drew called me and said, Hey, I'm playing up at the steakhouse on. You know, Fridays and Saturday nights. do not you come up and just do a few songs with me? And I did, and just somebody that talented, harmonizing with you and playing with you, and and uh, it was great, man. And I was like, I just had fun again. Yeah. And so now I do it, and it's it's fun.
0: I could tell when you were up. I was like, that's why I was like you think this guy does this every night because you were you just looked like you were natural and having a great time, man. I was like, it's freaking awesome. So maybe it's a good. Sometimes it's a good. Chemistry, somebody kind of sparks yeah. that back up. But, yeah, uh, Copperhead Road you played that night was one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I get the, get I the love hairs that up a little bit, man. Because uh,
1: a lot of people don't know is that all the the ranches and all that stuff got... My uh, my great-grandfather was, uh, he was a home builder back in the, you know, 20s. And uh, when the Great Depression hit, like, he had nothing. And he went and started... Uh, moving alcohol from place to place <laughs> doing
0: what he had to do to make a little money on and, the uh, and yeah. at
1: one point he was like one of the biggest uh bootleggers
0: really? in, in central texas <laughs> did you come from a rad family bro <laughs> <laughs>
1: and my great grandfather oh, he he died in 2001 so um he, he was born in 1899 died in 2001 so he was 101 and uh this was your dad's dad yes and so like there would be ranches like cattle ranches that would be like oh yeah I won that in a poker game, and just like crazy <laughs> stories. Oh, dude! Uh, he uh, he had uh, business with like Al Capone, and uh, did some stuff with Pancho Villa. So it's oh,
0: uh, made some uh, deals on the side, yeah. probably to get by. And uh, you know, I, I I love the old school guys like that, and those stories of that's how America was really built, man. It was bartering, it was trading, it was it was conquering, it was. Doing what you had to do to, to survive and feed your family and build your life, you know. Good and bad. It's just part of human nature. So I, I like the, because nowadays it's more, oh, this guy had a battle over the internet or something, you know, or made a deal with this guy, you know, on Instagram or something. Back then, dudes were fucking hustling and going out uh-huh. there and, and. And they didn't blame anybody for it. No, there was it. no blaming. There was no, um, you know, judgment, whatever. It was just is what it was. And it was a way of man, you know. So it's, I love. I love those old school guys like that 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 go and figure it out and build build themselves. I um I'd worked for a guy in uh in Italy for years, um Ed Cheever. He um he grew up in Arizona at 14 years old, joined the Navy, his dad signed him up. So he drew, drove the Marines onto the beaches of Peleliu at 14, you know, and then after that he got out, went wow. back to Arizona. He had, cool guy, bro. Went back to Arizona. And at that point, he'd kind of learned about the working out stuff. This was early. This was like the 40s, 50s. It wasn't popular yet. He was one of the pioneers. A lot of people don't know this. I think of uh, Weider and all that. But Ed Cheever was kind of one of the founders of the whole fitness world. Mm -hmm. So Ed took the concept of working out and all that to Italy. He went to Rome, and uh, he uh, bought a little studio apartment, and he would train all the rich American actors that would go up and down Via Veneto. He'd go, hey, I got a gym here. And he was in pretty good shape. And he would train these guys and he built a name for himself. Long story short, he had built the largest fitness facility in Italy, Roman Sports Center. And it um and then he took that concept to London, Paris, Brazil. And here's a guy that was came from nothing, he had no money and ended up going there and just but he was cool as hell. He was in his seventies, still working out. And uh, I still never heard him speak Italian. I'm like, how the hell did you make it? like this in a foreign country (laughs) and you hardly speak the language man with no education but he just had that drive man he had that that go uh, old school you know vibe to him and uh he was a big impact on me man when i went over there i i needed a job i was going to school i just Mm -hmm. got out of the marines i was fucking broke um and uh i worked out there because he let all the marines work out there free just from his days of serving you know and this was a fancy place in rome uh, so I was like, Ed, dude, I need a job. Um, I'll clean the floors, I work in the locker room, like, I just need to make some money. He's like, nope, he's like, uh, you're gonna be an instructor. I was like, Ed, I don't speak Italian, bro. Like, <laughs> it's very limited. He's like, and he, so he walks out and he has a green shirt and it's an instructori on the back. That's what, so over there, here you have personal trainers and stuff. Over there, you walk around and anybody can come up, say, hey, how do you do this or that? And you just help whoever. And uh so he's like, put the shirt on, go out there to the floor. And I was like, Ed, he's like So I did, I put it on there and I'm Italians start coming up. Come yeah. me fight a quest of Mac, you know, how do you do this, this, that? And I'm just like, Oh shit. So I started learning, you know, and he taught me a lesson. It's like, dude, you get thrown out there and, and you you will adapt you'll die or adapt, you know, and you mm-hmm. adapt. So I was able to learn the language and then open up all these other doors. Um but that was kind of that old school, you know, teacher, you know, method. Uh, just kinda get thrown in there and either you it's like getting thrown in the pool or yeah. the lake. You're gonna swim or drown, dude. So and humans we have that in us to where we can over I think we forget that we can be put into an environment and be um dynamic and be able to uh, adapt and, and 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 make it happen, you know. So but uh, yeah, he was just such a cool guy and kinda like the same st- stuff, man. Um, you know, the stories of, of the fifties and via venetone working with um and up to the sixties. Like dude he even you would have loved this guy too. He uh, once he made his money, he wanted to buy a Ferrari. He's like, I want, I'm gonna make, buy myself a Ferrari. And he was at the point he did become an alcoholic. This was a whole other story with him. So he went and bought his Ferrari, and then he put, he brought it back and he, uh, he had big headers put on, American headers off the sides. On a Ferrari. On a Ferrari, dude. Leopard skin <laughs> seats, like he Ameri- he turned it to like Americanized it. Uh. So when he took it up to. Uh, Terni, uh, uh, Tivoli, wherever, wherever Ferrari is up there, to get, I, once a year you take it up there, they do like a, an inspection on it, they tune it up, whatever, and they're like, man, what, what, you can't do this to a Ferrari? <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck you, I guess I can, it's my car, you know, so you kind of Americanize this, this thing, but, uh, and then he ended up taking it up and down via veneto completely wasted it, and smashed it into via barberini one of the biggest statue fountains right there it's been there for forever and he smashed his car right in and he's like that's when i quit drinking man you know and then he just got his, he worked up all worked all the way up until his um 70s to where he he passed away um due to a hip replacement so you're supposed to get if you get one hip replaced you're supposed to wait six months to get another one mm-hmm. done because it's a big surgery yeah it's hard on he your body. was the type of personality which can kind of kick guys like that's ass. That he's like no i want both done get them both done. i want to get it done i want to get back into the fight you know and they did of course he got the uh infection um and uh before he died he's like still hardcore till the day he died he's like uh he's like uh wesley uh when i'm gone and when i'm dead i want them to put me on a uh It put me in a coffin, put me on a ship, take me out to the Mediterranean, throw it over, light it on fire, and piss on it. and then like two days later he died man but he still oh, had that like that sense of humor but a great guy but just hardcore old school you know kind of clint eastwood type dudes and you just don't is he those from guys.
1: Was he from italy
0: he's from arizona man really yeah he's from arizona and just he made his way there and his his sons became eddie cheever jr who won indianapolis 500 numerous times kids all became mm. race car drivers oh yeah because of ed and and him busting his ass from his his, his showing up at via veneto with he's like the only thing i had was money for a suit and he said he bought himself a gold key to act like he was rich. He'd stand on the corners uh, uh, outside of Cafe de Paris. It's one of the, the biggest ca- coffee shops on that road. And he would talk to the actors and act like he was b- something he wasn't. And he, you know, and then he built the f- the biggest fitness facility there. You know, and this was the 50s and 60s. So Ed was really a pioneer. A lot of people don't know this, of that world. You know, which was just cool to be able to work for that guy. But same kind of concept yeah. as your, you know, your great grandpa and grandpas and. and up you talking about guys. badass
1: Italians. I uh, just made me think of this show I saw on Netflix the other day about this game they
0: play called Storico. Oh, Storico, uh, cultural Storico. Yeah, dude, it's in Florence, man. It's the hardest core. It's not that badass. Listen, if if uh, <laughs>
1: if you haven't seen this, you gotta go check this out. It's what I like about yeah. it is that there is no like free agents. Like you, if you were born in this district, that's who you play for yeah. until the day you
0: die. Until you die and your kids and and they play
1: for free. Yeah. And when I say play it's like it's almost like uh, rugby but like instead of like squaring up against somebody you yeah. just you fight each it's other It's like understand?
0: rugby, boxing, it's MMA. MMA, jiu-jitsu. It's it's a gladiator sport and it's been around I want to say since the 1500s so it's been around for a long time. And I lived in Florence, so Florence uh-huh. was – that's where it was born. And they would – close off certain piazzas, and it's a big deal, man. It's yeah. a huge – but what's funny is a lot of people don't know about it, man. I'm like, this sport I didn't know is about it. Old. I was like,
1: what is this? I yeah. mean, it looked like the coolest thing. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> I know. I, I'm like, dude, it's basically you get a bunch of dudes together, uh, red team, blue team, and like you say, that's the team you play for. These guys train. They train in, in all, all, all aspects of uh, soccer, uh, rugby, fighting, um, all the fighting styles, and then they just go in there, and beat the shit out of each other, man. And the the team that gets the ball to the end at the end most m- the most times wins. But with that, dudes are going home with broken jaws and yeah. noses, and just you know. So it's savage. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's on Netflix now. Uh, Calcio Storico. It means uh, the history of soccer, basically, is what it translates to um and so i think a lot of our sports well, that's some
1: soccer i could watch right there. yeah dude yes.
0: yeah, it's I, you know it's one of those things man it's it's very entertaining yeah so i that's cool i was like how come nobody's seen this? this is this is badass so um yeah savage dude so maybe we got to go over there and see if we can get recruited in on the team just to go get beat up a little bit and play i can see tim in there too man that's what i thought i was like man this is this looks like it was uh made for tim yeah yeah so it's it's badass um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's neat to see stuff still out there that's like that, like that and people living like that. Um, I love it. Uh, so, okay, you go, uh, you, you know, which you never talk about, dude, but you had uh, a number two hit. Number two yeah. in, on the billboards, man. Like, you you weren't just doing it as a, as a hobby and, and, and this, that. You, you, you made it, man. You yeah. had hits, dude, which... Um, it would
1: have been number one if Alan Jackson had not written the song Drive for Daddy Gene. Wow that song like <laughs> I remember yeah, I was cool. moving up the charts and it I got to like five and four three, and then he like just came out of nowhere and went to, went to number one and his song that song was like the the longest number one song for so I hung at number two for uh, it must have it seemed like an eternity like six or seven weeks and uh Freaking awesome yeah and how
0: did that i mean how was that did you ex- were you kind of expecting that, like, oh, this is a guess is gonna be hit, or did it just like, damn, this happened? Quick. I mean, and yeah, it,
1: that's like when you record a song, oh, this is this is gonna be good, and and when they release it, like, I always uh, and they, everybody would say, hey, listen, this doesn't happen all the time, yeah, but that's kind of what you're going for, so it it seems like, oh yeah, but that's I I wanted it to go to number one, so
0: uh, it, it's just like whatever you do when you're doing it, you want it to, to yeah, to so, turn when out to be very so when it's so when it's
1: happening, you you're kind of expect it um but now after after i've been out of it for a while it really uh makes more like it i realize how incredible that was yeah. to even be a part of that
0: yeah no and i uh, dude i i didn't even know and then now after oh yeah i remember when that you know i actually listened to it this morning some of your stuff man It's was like so it's cool because you, you know you don't talk a lot about it man and that's i think uh, you know a lot of people that that, that don't know you got to Kind an of awesome story man and and and, and well you've the fact that cool the first stuff. the fact that the first song took off like it did
1: is uh, kind of you know I remember Kenny Chesney's telling me, hey listen man uh if if it doesn't take off at first don't don't worry in fact, it's probably better if it doesn't I remember thinking like what does he know right I mean <laughs> you know <laughs> I wanted to take off, but he he was kind of right because it, it, if you slowly build you get used to it mm-hmm. but when you go from people not caring about it at all like when you walk into a radio station they're like oh god here's a new guy again till so like every radio station wants you to do stuff for them then it's it it really kind of just it wears you out real fast I mean I was getting oh, I you what you're saying, maybe yeah. maybe three hours of sleep a night wow for a whole like a year and a half two years so, so that it,
0: happened pretty quickly then once you kind of got serious in your music like that happened in, in your early right away yeah yeah so yeah. I could see that. Just I think that can be a lot of things in life. Like you have those you know, dudes or people that have been doing something for 10, 5, 10, 15 years, grinding, and grinding, and trying to get there, and then one day something happens, you know, and it's great, or vice versa. And it could be in business too, man. You can bust your ass in your business. Man, I'm just getting by paying my bills, and then you have others. Sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's other things that uh, – overnight success. And then so I didn't have to go through that, that process uh, – so there's pros and cons with that. It's also great if you have something great that you come up with and freaking nail it. Well, boom, that's and also, badass too.
1: It, what happened to me was uh, when you get there to where you think, oh, this is kind of where I always wanted to be, and it's it's not fun. You're like, okay, well, I've made it to what I thought was making it, and it's and now I'm like, I I never get to do anything I want to do. Yep. I mean, everything is scheduled out. If you think that like. Uh, Somebody who's like a, you know, a Garth Brooks or whatever gets to do whatever he wants to do. No. I mean, maybe he does at this maybe point. Maybe now. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's. Uh, I'm not saying I was even close to Garth Brooks. The, uh, but still, I mean, but, number two hit. But you think you, you think oh these guys could do whatever they want to. No, they're doing radio. They're doing interviews. They're doing this. Yep. It's uh, and it, after a while, it just gets to where it wears on you. Yeah. And me. Well, that's
0: what I was going to ask you because I saw I saw I think that was what. 2001, 2002, you hit it, and then like a year later, you were like, I'm done. And yeah, like out. So. And also because uh,
1: I'm kind of, uh, it, it's kind of like it, not. Like even this interview here, I'll I, I'll I, when I go home, I I'll, I'll try as hard as I can not to think about all the stupid things I said, but when you're doing interviews after interviews and or you're on stage and you say stuff and, like it would keep me awake, like oh man. I can't believe I said that. And so yeah. you start doing, like, start drinking a little more so you can go to sleep. Yep. And uh, pretty soon, you know, you're I'm taking handfuls of pills, and and uh, it was Elvis. It was uh, take this to go to sleep, take this to wake up. Yeah. And then after a while, I was like, man, I better get out of this before I
0: before I die. So you you were smart enough in the early times to see that that, that it, it could out to be not such a good thing for you personally mm. I, I think that's that's taking um inventory and accountability for yourself and the people that you love to know when because sometimes you can have something really it's like this is money and this is success and all this but it's it's changing me in other ways and it's it's cool guys that know that say you know what this is um this has been great but um this is not this is not good for me, you know, in a sense, yeah, so I need but to pull w- out. What
1: happened was then when I when I did leave and I pulled out of the deal and I went home, um, then I was kind of so depressed that I would just kind of, like, given up that I just continued just to get wasted right. all the time. Like, it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't that I was like, I did cocaine or any of this. It's like I was never sober. It, it wasn't like there was one thing. It was like whatever it was... I just didn't want to face reality right, yep. and uh it was again, it was my dad, and I thought then when I started rolling up onto my my thirties, I was like, well, I mean, my forties, I was like, Well, it's forty, I'm done,' it's better just lay on the couch and drink, and uh my dad would come in, and he was in his sixties and would just be like, You know hey uh he'd do stuff in the yard and was running around, I was like, man, maybe there is life after this, yep. you know I mean yep. like you know, if if I can, he always seemed happy to me, and right. I would think, well, maybe if I can get in shape and not sit around and drink all day, then life will be better. And so, literally that day, I made this decision. Uh, I joined a gym and started working out. And it wasn't long after that when I just started to get my strength and and uh, all that that I ran into Tim, and I was kind of on the on the on the fence wavering like man i don't know if i keep working out like this and that's when tim uh came in it's like hey i'm looking for workout partners and i said man i've i've seen that stuff that y'all do you're running around you're jumping around i like to do bit, like four or five sets of bench and right. then call it a day yeah. and he was like just be here at eight on yeah. monday and i was like okay Dude, and that's uh,
0: freaking rad, man. the rest is his- history yeah I what i mean it's I tell guys this. I talk, we talked about it the other day too. It's so important because um, I'm I'm the same way. Not the same way. If, I, if I'm not doing that, it, staying physical and, and, and hitting the gym and doing those things and sweating. For me, for me personally, now it's 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 more of it's it's a stress reliever. It's it's a feeling of accomplishment. It's the same things I have felt when since I started when I was young. Like, all right, and it, it's a confidence builder. It's a, it's a sense of. Um, um, being able to be functional and all these things, and the health that comes with, it and everything else. So, um, it is so important. Now, even Ed Cheever, my guy I was talking about nearly mm-hmm. he was the same way. He started. He's like, I, I would drink vodka to hide it and make it look at like people thought I was drinking water in the yeah, morning. Yeah,
1: I did the same thing. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I did and also that. Also, you can't really smell vodka. Yeah, and you can't like...
0: smell it, so he's like, everybody like, oh, you sure drink a lot of water, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, eventually, he 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 quit that and went full born with his 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 gym stuff. Um, so, you know, it is, it, in a way it is, it's a good drug for us, I think, to, to, to stay, f- uh, fit and to, to, to work out and train. Um, and then surround yourself, like you said, with guys like Tim, who are going to hold you accountable. Cause now, dude, you're beating, dude, your, your workouts, man, <laughs> they're, they're hardcore, man. So you've taken they, it to a whole level of. They are. And it's funny cause everybody you know. always, uh, I'll see
1: posts on social media like, Hey man, I, I really want to work out with you guys. And I always think, man, I don't know if they would enjoy it. Right. Because <laughs> uh, I don't even I don't I mean it's not fun. Yeah. Those workouts aren't fun. What's fun is when you at the end when it's over and yeah. you you're still alive. Yeah. And uh, and you, you feel great after.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, might, two days later you might be still sore, hard, hard can barely walk, but it's still it's But when most people great. go to
1: the gym and work out, they're not having a conversation with themselves at all time about um if if I could fake an injury. You know, like, yeah. oh man, I could see. Like, oh man, my knee just gave out. You know, I'm I'm constantly having that battle with myself. Like, should I should I say, hey, my ri- my wrist is hurting or whatever? And that voice is in my head the whole time until the workout's over. Yeah. Because I'm thinking if I don't if I don't fake an injury right now, I'm gonna my heart's gonna explode. And so if you're not having that conversation with yourself, you're not you're not pushing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's a <laughs> it's that's it's a good point, and that. And I think there's that's just the, the difference. Some there's and it's all depending on the person. Some want you want to go push themselves till they're about dead. That's great. If you I think at the bottom line, as long as you're going out there and doing something. Absolutely. You know, I see people like, oh, I do this, I do the strongman cross this, that, and then they, you know, t- it's like, dude, if that's making that dude feel good and getting out there and getting it on, fuck, dude, that's badass. You know, it's you like know?
1: that's why you know, if if I see somebody who is clearly obese in the gym doing anything i'll i mean i'd never i i I'd never like kind of even my own mind make fun of them i'm like man good for them that's all yeah just dude. coming in here and just showing up just showing that's up, the man. hardest
0: thing is just getting out and walking through the parking lot yep. and that's like anything in life if you show up and uh, just show up put your foot in the door and it might be a, a room you've never been in and it's something that you're a little bit scared of you showed up and you did that part the rest will it'll work out fine mm-hmm. as long as you've done that but if you don't get in your car and go there and show up and, and, and go into that room, then nothing's ever going to happen.
1: You know, Tim has been like a great example to follow for that. I mean, uh, just hanging with him, just going into different jujitsu gyms, like you're always in a place that's unfamiliar, uh, you know, grappling with people that you've never seen before in your life. And it's, it, it takes a while to get comfortable with that. Right, but no,
0: a lot of guys get they get in that pattern of habits, and like it's you, yeah. know, you keep doing the same thing, and then you, 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 your body figures it out, your mind figures it out what to do and what to anticipate, and then you go into something that you, it throws you off, and that's where you learn and grow is when you're throwing Absolutely. Into something different.
1: And that's what I was going to say is that the only time you actually grow is when you're doing something that is uncomfortable, yep. that you're not, you know, that, you're kind of I don't know if I should do that, do that thing. Yep. I mean, because what's the worst that could happen? You know, somebody say no or you fail at it. Yeah. And that was the one thing that I was always uh, trying to stay away from. I didn't like to fail. I always wanted right. to win. Yep. I wanted to win every race. I wanted to do all this stuff. But, um, you know, just putting yourself out there and just going into the arena and putting it on the line. And who cares what people say if,
0: you know, oh, you lost. Who cares? Right. You know. At the end of the day, it's it's, it's you, you know, becoming better than what you were the day before and, and and putting in the work um, and getting in it was like the story what I told you with that, throwing me in that room that they sp- I spoke no Italian I was scared was like fuck dude I don't know how to say it. I'm gonna look like a dumbass and uh, but it, what I find in those environments in those situations through training um, you know tactical training whatever know, maybe not a, a lot of those. Scenarios where you're going into an area that's totally new to you. People are usually pretty cool, man. At the end, of, you know, they're not. Yeah. They're like, oh man, you may, hey right on, and every, it's supportive. And if they're not, that's probably yeah. not a cool environment for you to be in. But for the most part, in in jujitsu and in, in training and and uh, all CrossFit, whatever, most people are pretty cool, man. Yeah. That, that say, man. I, well, I, I was telling a friend of mine, especially in jujitsu. Um, oh yeah, do, Because very. he was like, well,
1: I, I don't want to go in there and have guys like, you know beat the crap out of me i said listen thing about jujitsu is is uh if you have an ego that gets removed pretty quickly
0: because as soon, soon as it's happened
1: to me as soon as i started to think that i was like starting to get good yeah. you get humbled
0: yeah there's and always somebody some dude that like he looks like he's an accountant or something that but, dude well that's where the real humbling comes from is like, like when you go oh man
1: oh come here little guy right <laughs> and then next thing you know, you thing you know you're just like you're, you're like what you're wondering what happened yeah and that's when you go okay and 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 that's why every black belt has gotten his black belt by getting submitted millions of times. Yeah. And so that's why you it's it's hard to find a jiu- jiu-jitsu black belt that isn't super like humble and uh, just really cool people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I found I'm 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 new new new, but I found that too. And it was the same way. I was like ah, and I'm dude I'm f- um I just turned 46. I'm in still pretty good shape. I can I've have a few injuries, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go and they, you know, guys that I know that do it, were like, hey man, it's great, you know. And so I went try. I was and you like, could you know do what? It.
1: You could do it until. I mean, look at the uh, the Gracies. Like, uh, he was like in his 90s still yeah. grappling. So yeah,
0: no, I see students there like in their 60s and stuff. So uh, and again, it just it reassures that 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 fact that you can really, and I think you said earlier when you know when you were 40s, whatever, and like uh, it's over, depressed, and a lot of dudes get that way. A lot of dudes that come, especially from environments where, you know, even the military s- environments where they're very physical, very active, very purposeful, um, accomplish certain things in music, whatever. And then for whatever reason, they get into the 40s and they're like, oh, it's over, man. It's it. You know, no, it's not, bro. Like, and that's why I love Pat Mack, dude. Pat Mack's like, "Yeah, dude, 46 is that, that's your. Your peak, that's yeah. when you're at your highest, best performance, man. He, you know, he sw- and look at him, he's in his 50s and he's still out smoke, 22-year-olds all day long. Yeah. Because he's lived that lifestyle and that mindset and, and he's he's smart about his training. And so I, I think it's cool nowadays to see that. Because I remember when I was a kid, dude, my friend's dads and all that, when they were in their 40s and stuff, they yeah. were all like, dude, beer belly, yeah. like sitting on the couch, that's watching the fucking knee whatever. And now, dude, I'm meeting dudes that are like, uh, you know and, and I'm like dude these dudes are in fucking shape man and it's, so it's cool to see that that kind of change and and then setting that example for the the, the, the kids and stuff to say because i'm I like to have my kids when I'm out at the gym or whatever I like to have them out there and see mm-hmm. um but yeah dude and then guys like yourself and and Tim so you, so you don't and I get that question a lot they' just oh man I've, i you know i'm not I haven't worked out in years, and this, that, and the other. It's like, like I said, just put your foot in there. Just go try it, well, and then and start building up again.
1: I was saying that to my dad, and he said, "Well, you know what? Um, this is the youngest you're ever gonna be." Yep. Yeah. Like, so what are you waiting good, on? Yeah. I mean, you to wait till you get older? Right. Yeah. I mean, this. So and I was yep. like, I always think about that when I'm gonna do something. Well, I better do it today because this is the youngest I'm ever gonna be in my yep.
0: life. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's it's. You know, as you know, 10 years goes by quick, man. And, and this next thing you know, so it, as time, you get older,
1: time goes faster.
0: Yeah, bro, you're like, good lord, it was, was that, was that last year? Was that three years ago? Five yeah. years ago? It goes, it yeah, really, you say, does. was that last year? That was four years ago. Yeah, dude, that's kind of <laughs> where I am now, man. I'm just like, good. So I, 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 there's so, and as you know, there is so much to do. There's so much, dude, even knowledge or learning how to do something and challenging yourself and, um, getting out of your your basic habits and pushing yourself, you can do that all the way till like you said, the great stellar ninety, dude. Because every there's so much to learn and so much to do, and there's no finish line, dude. There's none. So I think
1: the saddest thing, I mean, it's the most horrific thing is somebody who's kind of like in you know, in a like retirement home, thinking about all the stuff they wish they would have done. Yep. That's like the really tragic things to me is is. Uh, I don't want to be that guy that's sitting there going, man, I, I really wish I would have done this. Yeah. And and, that, and if you're, like, in your 90s, you, you, you know. Yeah, it's done. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean. Uh,
0: you're not going to learn how to, to, to fly a helicopter or to, to uh, get good at even just learning something. I've always wanted to learn how to play the harmonica. Fuck, I wish I would. Dude, just do it, man. You know, like, whatever it may be. And nowadays, there's access to so much fun. So much information if mm-hmm. you do you learn how to build a, rebuild a, a, a 350 on on YouTube bro like there's it's easy to get the information and access that you didn't have when you know when we were kids yeah you you know there was no information you had to go to like somebody even, like I was
1: we were talking about this even like uh, when I played football like the the stuff that we do we, we did back then is totally wrong like right. you don't want to stretch really hard with cold before you go play that's what causes injuries they, would, uh, they wouldn't they would let us drink water during 2 days because they thought it toughened us up. Right. <laughs> and uh, before the football games, they're like, all right, you guys go out and eat a bunch of mashed potatoes.
0: so you got a bunch of energy. Right, and right. Like,
1: <laughs> played so many games with a belly full of mashed potatoes. Right, and, like,
0: wait a minute. And and they, they, that was probably, they, they'd done that, and they'd done that before them. And yeah. And, and like you said, nowadays, they're so advanced um, with their training, with information and nutrition mm-hmm. and all these things. There's so much out there that i I' watched the kids, my son played, and my da- my daughter plays too shes she's tackle football, she smashes kids, you know like so it's neat to go there and see that and the caution that's involved now too now they're you know they're very with the the helmets and the safety and stuff like that they're they're
1: honestly i I really <laughs> wish that I would have uh, tailored my style a little differently in football because I was you know we were always like the uh, head first dive in
0: missile yep, yep. helmet to helmet. And, uh, and nobody was probably, they are probably saying, yeah, that's good, do that, yeah, smash it yeah. harder. Yeah. Now they're like, smash mouth yeah.
1: footballs is we called it. Yeah. Hard nose, <laughs> smash mouth football, and, and uh, yeah, now I'm like sitting there and I'll walk into a room and be like, why the hell did I walk in here?
0: so setting settin in, <laughs> man, yeah. No, it's, it's cool, so I, you know, that's, that's what's out there now. There is so inf- much information and technology, and, and, and then also that, with that, you, for those that live here in, in, in America, dude. There's no excuse for anything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The opportunity to do whatever is here it's just it it comes down on on you really and and sometimes it also comes down to surround yourself with the right the right people and the right material to 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 push yourself forward' Because sometimes it is hard but so i don't care who you are like oh I'm, you know nothing's all on you, even in business like oh man it's you you have to have good people around well, you in your business and you know, I know I bring my dad up a lot
1: because he's he's been the one like the, the, the He's like Yoda, he always says this stuff and I never believe him until it's too late, you know. But he he was the guy that always says, you know, hey, you are who you hang out with. Yeah. And I can tell you that I did not listen to that. And there was times in my life when my life was was total crap and I was depressed and doing a bunch of drugs and you see the people that I was with. Right. Yeah. And then now, you know, it's like you know, you surround yourself with good people and and it's and, and good things will happen you know
0: it's 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 an old saying I mean, my mom as a kid birds of a feather all that stuff and it's true man and i so i tell now i tell my kids the same i want you hanging around these because i know but i knew too i was around really bad kids when i was a kid and and it does impact you in a way because it pushes you down in, into areas you probably wouldn't go so it is so true to 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 be around the right folks and um, material to to keep you in check and even having guys like tim or yourself that will cue i'll say hey tomorrow this time this there's like this is what we're doing this is going to be there it's going to happen you know and like mm-hmm. and uh you know pushing you that way is 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 huge man because yeah, there's
1: i mean it's, it's like uh if you can have if you can have somebody else that you can be accountable to and uh i mean tim's different he would, he'll show up rain or shine but you may have somebody else that feels the same way about you so you both kind of just you know, you don't want to
0: go, but you go there for the other person because you yeah. don't want to let them down. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it comes back down to even the the. That's a purpose, bro. You know, mm-hmm. We all have to have a purpose, man. And that that purpose is that, and 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 not just yourself, because now you're you're pushing that dude too, and you're mm-hmm. making him better, and he's doing that to you. And that's what humans are, man. We we feed off each other, and we 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 do come from a purposeful thing. You know, if we look at humans, what, what we're 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 um, supposed to be able to recognize a hundred faces because we suppose we started off in tribes of a hundred people in a tribe. Each person in that tribe had a job. They all had a purpose. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you were gone, bro. So, you know, it's so important to have that sense. Like, dude, my job is to do this because i got to support system his job is that mm-hmm. um and the ones that aren't they're gone and those are the ones you don't want to hang out with anyway you know yeah. so it I, I think it feeds back down to that and that's why guys do get pressed guys that get out of the military that have issues with ptsd and stuff like that they lose that sense of that but it's still there you can find well, now it that you mentioned that's that's kind of
1: where the problem now that i think about it where the depression came from because i kind of lost direction like yep. i didn't want to do that thing anymore that it was my singular focus and and now you're, you're like what now? and now i'm just like a like a, a boat you know at sea with no you know
0: no, no, no direction no, no direction no compass no and i think we we all f- will fall into that i don't care. I think everybody most most people probably at some point find themselves in that position um what's important is that you don't need to stay in that position you can always um find a way out of that and with that is having you have to do something you know and if nothing else Go do something physical. Go join Jiu-Jitsu. Go go join CrossFit. Because then there's a community. You know, then you have a community of people that are on a a like-minded mission, Um, you know, uh, take a class, whatever. So there's... There's a lot that you can do. It's just sometimes, you, sometimes you have to put your pride away too. Because like you say, "Man, man, I bombed at that, or I, I don't want to fail at that, or I don't want to go there and, and make an ass out of myself." Well,
1: plus when you, when you show up to something for the first time, you're going to be the worst one there. Yep.
0: As they've been you doing should this. Be, yeah, yeah
1: um, they're gonna. They've been doing this for a long time, and yep. and and a lot of people don't want to show up and not be good at stuff, and I'm yep. one of them. Yep. But yep. I've learned that hey, it's okay. It's okay, and and actually I. Uh, I seek out things now that yeah. I'm not good at because I want to, you know, I know that's when I'm going to grow.
0: And grow, it's it's 100 percent, dude. And that's so you that's you're hitting it right on. I um so from there, man, you also are an avid shooter. Um, you're into, you you train a lot with Tim as well, mm-hmm. and you you shoot a lot, man. When when did you start getting into the shooting? Uh, with Tim, I mean, I'd always
1: uh, I did pistol competitions when I was like 14 and 15. Um, like uh, IPSC kind of stuff, you know, where the targets pop up and you run through the, the course. Um, hunting, I was always hunting. Like, I, you know, I remember. So you've
0: been around guns for a long time. Yeah, I remember, shooting. like, when I was,
1: like, you know, 10, and guys would come over to, and they're like, are these real guns on your walls? And I'm like, yeah,
0: I mean. I grew, I'm no, it's it's like, normal, yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh I didn't think it was that, that weird of a deal. Right. Um, but until I met Tim was when you started to realize there's there's a difference between standing there and punching holes in paper, then shooting, moving. Uh,
0: Communicating. Communicating, mag uh, changes, yeah. and yeah.
1: all that stuff. And uh, I got the – with Tim, everything is you get thrown in the deep end early. You know, even with jiu it was like I didn't spend a lot of time rolling with white belts and then blue belts. And, like I just got thrown in with the black belts. Yeah. So it's uh, it's – sink or swim yeah and uh so i i've I've progressed a lot faster than most because you got somebody like tim watching your trigger squeezes and they have the knowledge and they have the 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 training they could
0: so they could tell you what you're doing wrong right away versus trying to figure it out as you grow you know and um so that that's no i knew i know you train a lot so i I figured and i know we got there with tim a lot but you'd been shooting and and been around guns your whole life hunting and then doing some ipsec stuff when, when you were younger. Um, and I find also with shooting and, and the response, so I talked about this with Mike yesterday from Sons a little bit, a lot of, um, it, it is so important, it's cool to see guys take that same accountability and responsibility when they do carry a gun or they do have a gun or they're into that, the, the training too, that they're tr- learning the trigger skills, yeah. learning their front sights, learning how to do mag changes, well, why, you know, I mean, learning I how to use a light at night. You know, So it's, you know.
1: Well, honestly, it's, I didn't know about it it was, so it was like, even though I had been as around guns. As you wouldn't. Guns, you
0: wouldn't know. You and would so, not. Yep.
1: And I think nowadays, because the information's out there, people now know that if you just go buy a gun, it's not like it is in the movies. You're not going to be able to like whip it out, hold it sideways, and, and take out everybody in the room. <laughs>
0: um, it's you, like anything. There's to, a lot of training of like, like in jiu-jitsu. There's, a, yeah. there's training constantly. There's no end to it. But
1: if you're going to carry, you might as well go and, and train yourself and be the best you know yeah. that you can be with that that system yeah um and that's another thing uh, people will say oh i don't need to know how to fight uh i'll just pull out old smith and wesson yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what they learn in these uh, the sheepdog courses is that you know within a certain distance you're you're only gonna make that gun our gun.
0: Yeah. Thirty feet, man. I try that. what is it, thirty foot twenty foot roll, thirty foot roll. Have a guy charge you and see how fast you can get your, your gun on him. A lot of guys can get up on somebody quicker, you know, very quick. So it's I think there's that, that that's what people are being responsible when they're carrying a gun. They're thinking about that, uh, you know, the escalation of force. When do I actually pull it out? And if I do pull it out, you better be ready to use it. I see all these videos now with these idiots. that are constantly – they're just pulling their guns out and flashing it at somebody. And a lot of times they're getting it snatched out of their hands and used against them because, you know, they shouldn't have pulled it out in the first place. If you're going to pull it out, you There's better th- be pretty sure you're probably going to have to shoot this
1: yeah, person. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's – when the gun comes it's out – It's not a threat. It, 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 yeah, it's not like the – hey, uh, but it's – yeah, you're right. My dad always said, "Hey, if if you if that gun comes out, it better be because you you know you need to use it right then."
0: Yeah, that's you know, and I'll see with car people that get in they, these road rage incidents, and a guy will pull his gun out, yell at some, you know, and, that, and that's yeah, it goes back to also keeping a cool head under pressure when these things happen. Because dude, I trust I I have violent tendencies too. I want to strangle motherfuckers a lot of times, mm-hmm. but you got to contain it and control it and say, you know what. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna walk away from this man. I'm just not gonna <laughs> get involved with this guy because I may have they might have to escalate, you know. Yeah. Um, so you know, kind of keeping your, I that's why I don't go out. I don't go out a lot, man. I don't, um, you know, being around those type of environments where, um, you might have to deal with something. A guy told me the other day he was down here at the tavern, um, right across the street, and he walked in and some guy just comes up, and just start, and he's like, I didn't know this guy, and he's just going off on him, and he's like, I just um just had to punch him and knock him out you know so it's, i don't want to even go into a place like yeah that, i'm the same know? way
1: like i i haven't been downtown austin in years yeah. because nothing good happens no, down it's there gonna
0: happen it's gonna happen all those man. videos there's just nothing good happening right especially now with all the craziness that's happening you know so it's even now more than ever people are buying more guns for sure and, and a lot of them and yeah if that's all right great but a lot of them don't know what they're doing. They don't have the training. Even getting your CHL, you, what is it, 15 feet? You shoot well, whatever rounds. Well, look, man. I, honestly,
1: and, though, I, I, I don't think it should ever be required. I mean, like, I think anybody, if if you're an American, you want a gun, you should get a gun. Yeah. But I think that it's kind of like on, on them to be like, hey, you know, you don't, you don't want to like, accidentally shoot somebody else or you yourself. I mean, yeah. learn how to use that
0: thing. Ha- there was a guy, it was a Reds, a Reds Indoor Range. They found him in, the ca- in his car, car turned on, he'd shot himself on accident. He was cleaning his gun and accidentally shot himself, you know. So people just do need to realize that it is a tool. It is. It's What it's intended use, it really is. Um, so if you kind of understand, maybe that will motivate you a little bit to say, you know, what, let me get some training. Um, you know, and that's another thing with the, there's more information out there, but there's a lot of, these Bad guys on there doing 100 takes on and showing how fast their draw is and all this. But a lot of that's not real, man. And yeah. the guy sat there and edited it and did it a million times. And so you go out there and you and try to mimic get, that like, and you I shoot get, yourself. In yeah, <laughs> dude. So, you know, stick with, just like anything, fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. Learn the fundamentals, the basics. From there you build upon. Just like in any, you know, anything that you do. But you have to know those fundamentals. But I also
1: know? always like to say, and this is with shooting and jiu if you can't do it slow... You can't do it fast. Yeah. Yep. So like even our even our trigger squeezes, it you're going fast, but it's really slow trigger squeezes yep. just sped up. Yep. I mean that's the way you think about it. You're not. Um. And
0: slow is smooth. Yeah. And that's like in in,
1: in grappling. <laughs> like my favorite sweeps are ones that I do very slowly. Yeah. Because I, it's also a mind, yeah. it like it, it, it like it messes with the mind of the person that you're sweeping. Because yep. if you just did this big like aggressive, you know, and then they think, oh, this guy's really strong. But if you just went really slow oh. and then kind of slowly <laughs> rolled over, it's like, yeah, this is happening. No, no, I learned, I've learned. i
0: learned that, dude. So the guy I roll with, he's, uh, I think he's a purple belt. He's been doing it for a while. Um, and sometimes I tend, and, and even the you know, the, the black belt there told me, is a lot of times the guys that come in and and, and have training in other areas of dealing with a person <clears throat> physically. Um the world I come from is more taking care of that thing, quick, quick, yeah, uh, aggressively, violently, and being done with it, moving on. Um, and I, so I was doing that. But isn't thing. that also
1: because of the, the environment
0: you're in? Uh, yeah, that and it's moving on, like dealing with it, yeah. and moving on. You know, we're here. So I, I had to switch gears. And he told me I see this a lot with guys because I was I was using the strength, the speed, and trying, and I was like wearing myself out, mm-hmm. dude. I was getting, and and this dude was like slow (laughs) slowly moving wrapping his shit around like this i know he's up to something i'm like ah you know and and picking him up and but in the end that the the slower would win it out. it would win because it's a a fight to the death and so it doesn't
1: matter if you just took off in a sprint and you're you're it's it's the rabbit in the hair it doesn't matter how if you're how bad you're winning right now if you eventually
0: gas gas out out and lose
1: that's why i always thought that like uh that you'd love jiu-jitsu just because yeah. it's a cer- such a cerebral thing and
0: uh, well I'm I'm going to start training with you guys I was pu- we were supposed to go that other way again it's um putting priorities in line but I'm going to want to start training with you guys so um I, I do love it the times I've done it it's been great so it's what I find it it's kind of like shooting the senses when you're when you're doing it it's like your front sight, bro. Like you're not you're you not thinking of anything else. You're like, oh shit, man, I got I got this. You have no up, problems. You can't like, think about yeah, if you right. had any
1: problems going like they were they were you were thinking about stressed out bills, whatever. While you were grappling with other human being who's trying to choke you unconscious, you will not think about any of that stuff.
0: <laughs> it's, it's 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 so true and it's, it's therapy. So, it's therapy, man, and it's a good therapy. So there's it's 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 good to 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 get into that environment and learn more about it. And um and uh who is Apollo that was here with yeah. you guys the other day. And that's what you you said about the the black belt guys like that. Very hum, like very humble, super mm-hmm. just genuine, very nice guys. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, man. And you probably want you wouldn't want to be on their bad side in a scenario, but very but I think so that environment's more welcoming for folks. And once they say, oh dude it's cool. It's every, they're very um, very humble and they're very welcoming to say you know what yeah come on in and you can you know we'll teach you um, and it is I think a lot of times those type of things are all it can be like cross for whatever towards there's also the people you're with and your your professor or whoever mm-hmm. it may be just like in school some sometimes you, you this one you work with really well you know. other ones it's like yeah I don't know that's but I don't know if I
1: it's like Paolo every time I grapple with him he makes me feel like I'm doing good like I think of, hey I'm doing pretty good he always beats me, but he. But then I see him against somebody who's way better than I am, and he like crushes them. And I'm yeah. thinking,
0: because oh, he's, he te- he's probably, te- you know, yeah, he's teaching, teaching me. Knows how to teach. Like,
1: listen, if if he just came out and, and just smashed, smashed me, what I'm not going to learn, learn anything from now. that. Yeah. And so that's the the true uh, uh, martial artist yeah. and, and instructors. They know that that just to do these things that make you better. Yeah. And. Uh, and he's like one of the greatest at it i
0: mean it's i could tell when he did with when we were at the gym with the little adrian out there he, he had he, within seconds taught him real smooth and uh positive how to put him in an arm bar like mm-hmm. but the kid has never done it but he the way he taught it was like flawless yeah i was like dude that dude's good he knows because at the end of the day that person needs to learn you don't just need to tear their arm off or ch- like you got to teach them, something. you know that the, you're there to learn. So I saw that with him when he did that. I was like, damn, this dude's good, man. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to get to getting down there with you guys. And um, yeah, dude, it's uh, you know um, I love having you guys out here, and, and you and Tim, uh, the dynamic that you and Tim have. We always laugh. It's like the dynamic duo, man. You guys are always out doing stuff together, and and just great guys, and oh, doing a lot of guy. good. Yeah, he's, he's,
1: he's really. I mean, I'm telling you. Had I not met him, my life would be on a completely different trajectory. Yep. I mean, I think about it all the time. Like, man, it's it's kind of like a one of these amazing things that just how it all ha- came together. And yep. and uh, I mean, I, I really shudder to think what you know where you where been. I was in, in my life at that time and kind of where, when he met. And I just I I wish everybody ha- has something like that happen to them when they
0: need it. Yeah, and, so uh, that's that's uh, so it's so powerful and important and it's it, it, it's rare but those people are out there man and if somebody if you're jammed up man you know they're out there everywhere find you know put in the effort go to these places and or say go to one of the, you know go to jujitsu whatever you're going to meet somebody there that's i've met dudes who've been through a lot of, i find that in those there's been some dudes have been through a lot man and they use that in escape so or to be around good folks you know Yeah, so. you need
1: somebody that just has your back and also like I you know there's a, there's been a few people that have come in that uh kind of show their true colors and then we I kinda, and uh and I think it's a, at this point like I'm uh I'm I'm, I'm too old to deal with st- yep. and be around people that that
0: uh that I don't trust. Yeah. And time wasters we, don't trust yeah. or you don't want to put your 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 time there, because it's, va- it's valuable to you. Your time yeah. is your value. So why am I? I'm not going to put it around this person. So it's funny. The it's, older
1: I get, just the more dialed yeah, in I get. you start turning yeah. into
0: that. That's uh, funny. You start turning into that old grouchy guy. Just like, <laughs> you know, it's... But I, I see it, because that's wisdom. This is experience to say, you know what? I'm not going to waste my time there, because um, people can be a big time wasters, bro. And there know? was people
1: that I thought, oh, maybe if I just uh, helped them get... You know, they will, they'll, they'll turn it around. Right,
0: and it rarely happens.
1: It, rarely, it never happens. Yeah. You know, they... You know.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to want to change yourself and have that that um, not motivation. You have to have that discipline to, to 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 put in the efforts to make that happen. And sometimes we get real lucky and find somebody that that's within our our reach that that gives us that hand. You know. So, um, dude, it was uh, great having you, man. Hey, I love having you guys yeah. here. Um, yeah. If you're ever like I say, if you and i this is not even a shout. You ever in Austin, you go to the Steiner Steakhouse, the best food in austin man i actually uh, love going there Thank and you. what you guys do everything you guys do is, is top-notch and um um yeah man i'm looking forward to to hanging out and training more with you the next few years and oh, we love having um, you around man yeah you guys make me put me in check and keep me keep me keep me good so um love having you guys and thanks again for coming out everybody um, right, lo- love you. having you brother all right right on man <laughs> that's cool dude Welcome to the Going Rogue with Wes Whitlock podcast.